Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the offseason in Pittsburgh. I know it's not officially here because the Super Bowl is coming up next week. Well, actually in just about, what, six days from now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know, the Steelers are in offseason mode and other teams are in offseason mode as well with some big, bold moves. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, I've got to welcome my great friend, Tony Defio, my partner in crime on The Hangover. Tony, is your hangover, is it feeling better after the Steelers being ousted about two or three weeks ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've come to terms with it. It wasn't that hard for me this time around for whatever reason. Maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's my new job. That's that's so all all consuming. But but uh, I've come to terms with it. My hangover is gone, and now I'm looking forward to uh, to a nice peaceful off season, and hopefully uh, we can have a great 2021 uh, regular season. And we're seeing our folks in the live chat. They're tumbling in from the Facebook side, from the YouTube side. We love having you. Remember, we can't do these shows without you. So thank you so much. Ryan O'Toole tells us, hey, my Monday is now complete. Thank you so much, Ryan. I, that makes me feel good. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going on if like two old guys just hear <laughs> just you know, you know, rumbling and stumbling through stuff. And I just babbling about the Steelers. If, if that's what makes your Monday, we're glad to do it. And you guys being on the show and you saying that makes our Monday. So thank you so much. We love everybody coming in here and joining us. And remember, I got to say this. When the Steelers are not playing and they're not going to have a meaning, meaningful game until September, we know that. But when everybody is filing in on a Monday night to hear some kind of Steeler talk, 
that means that you are a true Steelers fan. You've got amazing black and gold blood coursing through your veins. So that just shows you a lot. Because there's a lot of people, Tony, that go away as soon as that last game is over, and they don't come back until, I mean, sometimes they come back during training camp. Sometimes they come back during the exhibition season, or they're not going to come back until the first real game is being played. So I love the fact that we've got diehards. We've got Bruce Willis here. We've got Steeler mm -hmm. Bruce Willis's in our live chat supporting us. And that is great to have a great Steeler family. And like LumberZack94 says, BTSC family is year round. He's got a great picture of family there. I love that in his avatar. So, um, you know, that's true. And, you know, your, your real family first, your Steeler family second, but we're glad to be a part of your Steeler family. And I love y'all. So, Tony, how's everything going, my man? Everything's great. Everything's great. I'm, I'm, I'm down seven pounds in the last month. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be ready for the regular season. I don't know if the Steelers will be, but I will be. How about you? Well, I'm probably up seven pounds. I was doing really well there. And then I started on the steroids. Now, I'm not competing for anything. I hurt my shoulder. And now I think I'm going to have to ask for some more of them because after shoveling snow here in, uh, mm. in Maryland today, there was tons of snow today. My gosh. Yeah. And it's still snowing. And it has not stopped since very early on Sunday morning. It's now Monday night when we're recording this. I know it's probably the same for you um, in the Crafton area, right? Yeah, we got about overall, I'd say about six to eight inches, but it doesn't seem so bad because it, it, it came down in spurts and it's been basically since yesterday evening. So it hasn't been, we haven't been hit as hard as you guys, but, but any kind of bad weather in Pittsburgh, people go nuts. I don't know why they shouldn't go nuts anymore. We should be veterans, but, but people, uh, pe people don't like the uh, snow and I can't blame them. The, the older I get, the more I want to be in Florida. I got to tell you, my wife's the same way there, too. My man Cree says that they're getting 18 to 20 inches there in Jersey. And I got to tell you, we've probably, I think we've got about 8 to 10 inches here. And the only time I want to have that many inches is when I'm talking about a hoagie from Jersey Mike's, mm -hmm. like an Italian sub, something like that, or a meatball hoagie. That's the only time I want to really look at that. Um, so... I got to bring this up. I'm not sure what this is. Lumberzak wants us to start Tony, sit bad, and cut Jeff for no particular reason for the next season. Dave and Big Bro can coach. So this, so we have, we're all on on the, we're all on the coaching staff now, and you're starting Tony. What position? What do you What do you think your position is? It would have to be. It would have to be a possession receiver. I mean, uh, I wanted to be a running back when I was a kid, but. I was quickly, uh, I quickly found out that I couldn't do that. Uh, when, when I played midget football, I wasn't fast enough, even though I, I, I like to pull people over back then. I tried tight end, couldn't do that either. So it would have to be possession receiver. So I'm, I'm ready to go. But probably not. I, I probably couldn't start. I could probably come in on third down and maybe pick up a couple first downs during a game, but that's about it. Oh, Sorry. I got I, I to tell you, I, I want to talk about that too, but I'm uh, Sean Manahan, no snow in Lakeland, Florida. Um, thanks. Mean Joe says two inches in Kentucky snow will be closed for a week. Um, Terry Bradford, 75 degrees in beautiful Southern California. You know, I love California. I, I gotta tell you, I love it there. Uh, one of my best friends in the world lives there. 
um, since I was a young kid. I love getting out there any chance I get. Um, gosh, I love California. I, I do love it out east, though. I, I'm happy and I'm fine with with the uh, the snow. But I got to tell you, I I would really I would really enjoy that uh, that weather now, especially after being out there and shoveling snow. And now my shoulders not enjoying it. Um, AJ says Florida man has entered the chat and I got to tell you what my neighbors just moved to Maryland from Florida and, uh, the, uh, they're, they're not used to this weather and the, the little girl is nine years old and she's absolutely loving it. And, uh, they they have a snowblower now and they actually let me borrow the snowblower last time. I didn't want to ask him this time, but, um, they're, they're, they're enjoying this, but, that's their first winter here. As it, I keep on telling them, yeah, give me five years. Let me let me know how much you love it then. <laughs> Debbie Dickerson says there's a dusting in Virginia Beach. Odessa says no snow in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I love the Jacksonville area too. Uh, the only thing bad about Jacksonville is the Jaguars. And that's it. But Jacksonville is a really nice place. Uh, my wife loves, loves St. Augustine, Tony. Yeah, I've never been to Florida. I I always wanted to go. Uh, I I don't travel much. I'm a typical Pittsburgher. But I if if I had to uh, had a chance, I would go to Florida and California. Those are the two states I really want to visit. I have. Uh, so you've never been to California? Never been out west. I've been there a lot. I love it. I've been to Vegas. Oh gosh, Vegas is. Uh, I tell you what, that's a two a.m. Uh, I've got some legendary two a.m. stories from Vegas. That I could tell you. You know, I almost got married in Vegas once. What what happened? Ah, I knew her about fifteen minutes, uh, and it was daylight savings time, and uh, we decided that we were going to get married. A ring was purchased. Uh, it never happened. Um, friends intervened. Mine didn't care. Hers did. Um, probably a good thing. Um, it, it was right hangover. After, yeah, it, it, it was absolutely crazy. It was right after my first divorce. Well, I've only had one divorce, but. Um, so I tell you what, Javier is is from Vegas. He says, "Bad, come on down." You don't want bad in Vegas, man. I, I, like I said, I have some legendary <laughs> stories. Um, that'll be from tales from two a.m. So we'll work that in in the off season somewhere. Lumberzack says, "Bad in Vegas." Oh boy, yeah. I I gotta tell you, I am a. I've calmed down quite a bit. I've been to a lot of bachelor parties in Las Vegas. When I watched The Hangover the movie, not our show. When I watched that, I'm like, yeah, they, they kind of stole some of that stuff from us. You know, there's no tiger. There's no, there, there's no baby, but <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. but they could have taken the, some transcripts of, uh, of some of our trips there. So, uh, let's just leave it at that. I want to bring up, uh, I want to talk about the off season. And like I said, you know, they're getting ready for a Super Bowl, but other teams are in off season mode with hires. Um, coaching hires. Now some trades have been announced. Um, the Steelers are still working on on coaching hires. Um, still don't have a quarterbacks coach, Tony. They uh, they do have an offensive coordinator. They they hired from within. A lot of people, uh, I, I think they're comfortable enough with that. They kind of knew that was going to happen. But the move that was made today to bring in Adrian Clem, they actually, let me rephrase that. They didn't bring him in. They promoted them. And once again, promoting a coach. And some people aren't loving that. Um, Mark Mazaros brings this up. Yeah, the offensive line coach hire is pathetic. Let's hire an assistant from a staff that was completely ineffective, which was 
Our staff here, plus shady coaching past, should have been an outside hire. You know what? A lot of people on our BTSC Slack channel kind of agree with that. I don't know enough about Adrian Clem. I welcome him. I hope he does well. He is the offensive line coach, and I wish him the best. But I probably, when I saw that, I was just like, eh, I don't know. You know, sometimes when when the ship is going down, you, you get a completely different captain. And I'm not saying that about Mike Tomlin. I'm just saying in this situation with the offensive line, it needs wholesale changes. Um, as far as a philosophy and coaching, I kind of wanted to see new blood in there like Mark does. What are your thoughts, Tony? I mean, it's like I said last week, you know, you know stuff like the, who the position coaches are, that's something that never used to be used to be uh, talked about as much and people didn't really wring their hands over it. Now it's, everybody's making a big deal out of it. I think it was more, it's more the talent than it is the coaching as far as, you know, people like Marquise Pouncey and, and Villanueva and, and DeCastro, they didn't figure out how to block. They just got old. Right. And, and isn't it amazing that Kevin Dotson came in his rookie year and was maybe their best lineman. Uh, did he get bad coaching? You know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm willing to give the guy a chance. You know, I mean, you never know where your next great coach is going to come from. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's an offensive line coach. Uh, Munchak uh, spoiled a lot of us. I think Mike Munchak's the greatest who's ever done it. Uh, and, and, and anybody else that, that comes along after him, people are going to uh, be less than thrilled about. So I'm willing to give this guy a chance and, and maybe he comes up with, with a whole new philosophy. Maybe he has his own way of thinking when it comes to coaching offensive linemen. You never know. I mean, he, he spent years in the league. He, he played on some Super Bowl teams with, with the Patriots. So let's see what he can do. You know what? That is a great comment there. I like your philosophy there. And it's true. Because when you are not owning the headset, when you are not the, the person in charge of the offense or of the offensive line and you're an assistant, you might have some ideas that, uh, that no one's taking seriously. I have a situation that actually uh, comes into play there. So I'm glad I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to reserve, even though I have already judged on this, I'm going to step back a little bit and say, yeah, you're right, Tony, let's give him a chance. Yeah. And once again, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Adrian Clem. Um, there's some, uh, he was a running backs coach, excuse me. He was an offensive line coach at UCLA. Um, I saw the numbers on that. Uh, not very good. There's a lot of thought that uh, Eddie Faulkner, the running back coach might be uh, the run game coordinator um, like Mike Munchak was. And the run game was really good when Mike Munchak was there as well. And remember that was a guy that was a head coach in this league anyways. But I was, this was about 20 years ago. Yeah, this was exactly 20 years ago, 2001. I was working for a rental car company and I was a management assistant and the acting manager got fired. Things just weren't going well. And uh, so she, she was let go and I was in line to go ahead and take over. And they said to me, they're like, yeah, I mean, we're going to bring somebody else in. We're not, we're not going to make it be you. And I'm like, I thought you were grooming me for this position. I have all these ideas of what I can do here. Um, I just didn't have the opportunity to do it. They're like, well, we're really going to, we're going to make this move. And then I, I kept on going and I knew the, uh, the general manager and I, I was talking to them and uh, the person making this decision. And uh, he said, all right, I tell you what, this was a Friday. He said, I'll think about it over the weekend. He calls me back on Friday and said, all right, 
we're going to give you a shot. So uh, within six months, uh, we were in the top five. And at one point, we were we ended up being number one in the entire state. And uh, it was just my philosophy that I, I just changed a few things and made them different. I didn't wasn't wholesale changes. But, uh, you know, I altered things that I thought would work that uh, the other person wasn't going for. And next thing you know, here we are. And right. uh, then I was promoted to a a much bigger position um, with the company. So, you know, it does work. So maybe Adrian Clem just needs a chance to uh, go ahead and have the reins of the ship. So, uh, but, you know, they said the exact words to me was, you know, sometimes you need to change the ship's captain. And I just said that earlier. And you know what? It I didn't accept it when uh, it was me on the other end of that. Adrian Clem shouldn't accept that. So welcome, Adrian Clem. A lot of, even though people aren't excited about the hire, let's see what he could do. I just think, yeah, I, I just think it's a social media thing. People, everybody, everything gets blown up nowadays. You know, like years ago, they would hire assistant coaches and then you wouldn't even know about it till the summertime. Now it's like everything's just everything's just you know uh, uh, talked about and blown out of proportion. Let's I say like let's give the guy a chance. We absolutely uh, should. Now John says it might be a rocky off season. You know what? It's true. But I remember a season that was supposed to be rocky in 1992 when Bill Cower was coming in as coach. Uh, I remember Sports Illustrated saying that. The, this is a four and twelve team at best, complete rebuild, and no, that was an eleven five team. A couple of years later, they're in the Super Bowl. Um, John, you're right though; it very well could be. But here's the thing: you make some tweaks, and I remember Art Rooney too saying just a couple of days ago that he would take the same roster and move it into next season. And I was thinking about that. You know, that's easy for him to say, but I'm like, you know what, Art. You're probably right because I'm blaming the philosophy of the offense as a lot of the problems. I'm blaming a couple of things, but you know, you can't bring the same roster back, but if you could, a lot of these guys could be successful and this could be a championship winning team. If, uh, if it's run the right way on offense, Tony, am I right there? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, we talked about they were going to likely lose guys like Juju and, and, and Bud and all these other guys, and, and, and they would still have enough there to compete. So I, I'm not that worried. And, and, and it's still early. I mean, it's what February 1st as we're, as we're uh, uh, doing this show and they haven't even hit free agency yet. They haven't, they don't, you know, who knows what they can get from in free agency. Uh, look at how, how fruitful the last few draft classes have been. Look at how important they've been. So you don't know what's going to happen there either. So it's still early and, and it's not a complete team yet. And we, we shouldn't panic just yet and, and, and think that it's going to be a horrible year just because of how, how last season ended. I think a lot of people are just reacting to how the last month of the season ended. And that's, and that's all they're, they're going by right now. And I think we should just, just let the, let the off season play out. We obviously have a lot to cover between now and, and, and training camp, so who knows what could happen. Javier just mentioned, yeah, the regular season schedule's murderous as of now anyway. Steeler Chick 46 says we have a brutal schedule next season. I'd like to talk about a team that had a very brutal, brutal schedule 
it was a team from a few years back that they had the NFC East, which was very good. They had uh, they had the the toughest schedule in their team history at that point. Um, and they went on to uh, do something on this day in history. And on this day in history, that 2008 team won Super Bowl 43. So if you're looking back, if it's nine o'clock and you're looking at 12 years ago at 2009, you're, you've just finished basically watching Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, hmm. you know, playing 12 minutes of uh, Hungry Heart and Glory Days and, and uh, Born to Run and those songs. You, you're, and you just remember watching James Harrison rumble into the end zone after an interception. And Santonio, you're getting ready for Santonio Holmes to catch that game-winning touchdown. So they had the worst schedule of all of uh, the worst schedule in the NFL that season. It was brutal, and they overcame it. And you know, when you look at the schedule this year, and in uh, in a lot of years. The tougher teams that the Steelers play, the better that they do. Usually, they don't yeah. get blo- they don't get blown out against tough teams. Doesn't mean they're going to beat every single one of those tough teams, but they struggle more against the teams that that aren't great. Exactly, and 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 we don't really know how tough their schedule is going to be just yet because you know the NFL is a, a, a parody league. It's a league where you know how many teams make the playoffs one year and then miss them the next. You know, so you just don't know. It, it, it looks tough on paper right now, and maybe it it'll, it will be tough. And and even if it is tough, I, you know, they they, you know, I, I'm confident they they can have a competitive team. But it might not be as tough as as we think at, at this moment. There's uh, plenty of time between now and, and and September, and you don't know what these football teams are going to look like either. And uh, something I want to do before we uh, take a break, and I want you to start getting your questions ready. I know some questions have already come in on the live chat, but you know. Bad is kind of uh, it's kind of one of those guys that doesn't multitask well. You could ask my wife. I'm not very good at multitasking. So we'll just go ahead and uh, get your questions ready for the Q&A section after this part. But we're also going to talk about the Steelers and getting in on the craziness of the 2021 offseason. There was a huge trade um, yesterday. We're going to talk about that. But I want to talk about something that happened over the weekend that is uh, actually devastating to Steeler Nation. And uh, as Art Rooney II lost his mother this weekend, um, and the rest of the Rooney family lost uh, the patriarch of that, excuse me, the matriarch of that family um, in Patricia Rooney. And I got to tell you, I've read read, uh, Dan Rooney's book a few times, and that was such a great family um, with Dan and uh, Pat and their kids. They, I mean, even when they had all the money in the world and they would go on these family vacations every summer in basically a station wagon and they would, they would travel somewhere and they would do it as a family. And when I'm uh, reading uh, Mrs. McCaskey of the bears come out and talk about Pat, I'm, I'm reading all these people that are familiar with the Steeler organization of what a wonderful woman she was. And I had heard about it throughout the years. We lost her at age eight, 88. And uh, I just want to say rest in peace and uh, Godspeed to the Rooney family for uh, losing um, the matriarch of their family and uh, a big loss uh, 
for the NFL, Steeler Nation, and humanity. So uh, best wishes to the family. And once again, rest in peace, uh, Mrs. Rooney. Tony? Yeah, I mean, every everything here about her and, and that entire family, nobody ever has anything bad to say about those guys. They're, they're so down to earth. They're so accessible uh you know joe green said it best about about art about the chief you know he he you knew he was your boss but but he treated you like 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 uh like, like a best friend like like you know like an equal and and i think that's how that whole family was and that's how dan was that's that's how his wife was and uh they were talking on the radio this morning that she would get more upset than than dan after a stealer loss so i thought that was pretty pretty funny and and you know they raised nine kids nine great kids and 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 you know to echo what I heard on the radio, and I think it, I think it, it, it's apt. If there was a, a king and a queen of Pittsburgh, it would be Dan and Patricia Rooney. I mean, that's how that that's how 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 special and important they are to Pittsburgh, and she will be missed just like Dan. Yeah, absolutely. And I was not aware of it when I was doing Tales from Two AM yesterday with uh, Rich Scro with uh, Big Bro Sco Rich Schofield. Um, it came across uh, actually. Uh, I think Snowman put it across. Uh, as a super chat and I, I looked at it and I was, I had not known because I, uh, I, I did not look at anything before I started the show. And so it took me by surprise then. And I wanted to wait until today to talk a little more about it. So, um, with that, let's go into our break. If you are here on Facebook or on YouTube, just stick around, uh, stretch your arms real quick. And we'll be back just right after this. If you are checking us out on anywhere that you check out whatever podcast you like to listen to and all your favorites. And if we're one of your favorites, go on over to number two and we'll see you right after this on the Steelers hangover. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.